Hi, and welcome to NASIO Voices, where we talk all things state IT. I'm Amy Glasscock in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Alex Whitaker in Washington, D.C. Today, we've got a very special NASIO Frequently Asked Questions episode. We've never done one of these. We're excited to bring you the answers to everyone's frequently asked NASIO questions. We asked the NASIO staff what each of their number one questions are, and today we'll be answering them for you. From logistics to conferences to policy, there's a question here for everyone. Let's get started. Okay, Alex, maybe we should just start with your most frequently asked question. It's probably no surprise to anyone, but what is it? Yes, I think most people could guess, but the question that I get the most is, when is the state and local cybersecurity grant program notice of funding opportunity, otherwise known as the NOFO or guidance, coming out? Um, I get this question from NASIO members, from our corporate friends, from um, random emails just sort of across the country. And, and here's what I'm telling folks. We are expecting the guidance to come out by the end of this month. CISO is trying really hard to get it out by the end of the fiscal year, and they seem pretty confident that that will happen. So um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we are mid-September already. But again, we're hopeful we'll have that guidance out soon, and then we will get it out to all of our NASIO members with as much analysis and questions answered as we can. So what about yours, Amy? Yeah. Uh, Fingers crossed for yours. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. So mine would probably be something along the lines of, hey, our state is going to hire a chief privacy officer for the first time. Do you have any advice or job descriptions for us to use? What should we consider? So first of all, I would say that's great. Second, I would say we have a comprehensive new 2022 state chief privacy officer survey with recommendations for states that haven't hired one yet. And I talked about that back in episode 73. And so basically the the TLDR version is give them a budget, give them enterprise authority, wrap it all up in good governance, and have a privacy contact in the agencies. And yes, I can provide you with job descriptions if you need them. Just reach out to me. Got it. And it's really no surprise given how much that role has grown over the years. So that's that's really yep. cool to hear. Absolutely. Okay. So next, we asked our Director of Policy and Research, Meredith Ward, about her most frequently asked question. And she said that it's probably how many states have cyber insurance. So we know that this is a big topic for a lot of states. According to Meredith, and based on our most recent data for the Deloitte NASIO 2022 cyber study, which will be released next month, so stay tuned for that, we know that 60% of states have cyber insurance and 40% don't. However, she goes on to mention that with increasing premiums and insurance companies placing tighter restrictions on payouts, a lot of states are really considering changing paths and that a handful of states currently identify as self-insured. Meredith expects that other states are going to explore this option or other alternatives in the coming year. So certainly a changing landscape for cybersecurity insurance. Yeah, absolutely. We we hear about this a lot and, and from the privacy side as well. So good to know. All right. Our next FAQ comes from our membership and sponsorship manager, Lori Rempe. She often gets asked by corporate members, how can I exhibit at a NASIO conference? And she always explains that NASIO events are not trade shows, but they're really more networking and educational events. And there are actually no opportunities for exhibit spaces or booths. But instead, we really invite corporate members to sit side by side with their government business partners and discuss issues facing the information technology field. Yeah. So obviously, that's a great question if you've never been to a NASIO conference before, because so many associations do have exhibitor halls. Um, But NASIO actually got rid of their event spaces like that years ago. So not something that we do. 
Yes. And uh, we actually have a pretty hilarious video we made with our corporate leadership council chair and vice chair in 2017 about this that involves me doing some physical slapstick humor. So <laughs> we'll put a link in the show notes if anybody uh, wants yeah. to watch that. I haven't seen that. I got to check that out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next question comes from our fearless leader and NASIO executive director, Doug Robinson. And he often gets asked, what is the average state IT spend? So Doug's talked about this quite a bit. He says that he's found it to be a fairly universal 2% or so over the year. But he does provide some disclaimers that this is kind of a tough number to capture accurately for most states, unless it's actually required by statute or a policy directive. So he adds that one of the variables that makes state-to-state comparisons difficult is a lack of visibility into all agency IT spending, as well as the inclusion of all IT personnel compensation and contractor costs. Not all states are including that, but they generally should because that represents 30 to 40% of their total IT spend. And then finally, he also mentions shadow IT spend, which is not accounted for. This is really difficult to track. And it's so difficult, in fact, that some states have hired outside consultants to identify and document all of their IT agency um, assets and spends. But again, really a good average number that you can take home is 2%. Yeah. Okay. Helpful to at least have a rough average. Our next FAQ comes from Julie Ellis, our digital communications coordinator and NASIO online community expert. She is always being asked, how can I post a message to the NASIO community? So this answer is a little more technical. And if this is something that you are struggling with as well, feel free to pause the podcast and pull up the NASIO community if you want to follow along with our answer. So Julie says on the NASIO community website, which is our members only site, not just the regular NASIO website. So on the NASIO community website, go to the participate tab, then select post a message, select which community you would like to post in the drop down, add your discussion subject and message, then select post. You can also do this from an email. So from an email for a particular discussion group, you can use the post message link located at the top of the discussion email. So an email that you have in your inbox. And then each community also has a unique email address. So if there are one or two communities that you want to post to often, save that email address to your address book. And then you can easily start a new post like you would a regular email. So very useful advice. And I didn't even know some of that. I didn't either. Great to know. And we should also mention that you can set up a Guru Gab session with Julie if you want some additional guidance on using the NASIO community. She'd be happy to assist you with that. And Julie has a, a great overview of everything that we do on the community. So I encourage you to do that if you've got questions. So next, we asked friend of the pod, Emily Lane, our program and brand director, about her frequently asked questions. And she said that she often gets asked, how can I speak or present at a NASIO conference? She says the best way to be involved in conference programming is to be actively engaged in NASIO all year, and that many of the projects and initiatives we feature in sessions come to our attention through monthly forum calls, and that the forums are also a great way to share our your expertise around a certain topic. Amy and I run our, our own forums, and, and we found that's also really a great way to kind of just be involved in NASIO. So check out those forums and attend them if you're interested. Yes, for sure. Also, Emily told us that unlike many other organizations, we don't issue a formal call for speakers. In our model, the Programs Committee helps set the direction of agenda topics, and those topics are independent of predetermined speakers. So we're picking the topics first and the speakers later, not the other way around. A few months before each event, you'll see an idea roundup, and this is to help staff and the committee in making those decisions, but again, it's not a formal submission. And she goes on to say that we focus on case studies and real-world examples in our conference sessions. So if you are a state or work with a state and have something you'd love to share, 
share and would be useful to others, please let Emily know because it's helpful for her to know what members are working on to help find the right stories for the right sessions. And for that matter, uh, let us know too if it's something that you wanted to present in a forum, um, which could end up at a conference. Absolutely. I mean, I are always looking for good forum topics. So yeah. uh, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, next, does Nasio book my hotel room for a conference? This comes from Nasio Deputy Director Lisa Thompson. The short answer is yes. If you are a state member, Nasio does book your hotel room for the annual and mid-year events because state member dues include prepayment for hotel and travel to those events. Nice. Well, I guess we... We, we talked about doing like a mini lightning round for this episode since we don't have a guest and you've heard a lot from us. So Alex and I are going to talk about our favorite Nasio memory so far. So Alex, you have more limited time with Nasio than me. So what is your favorite memory? <laughs> I do. I just started in February. And as some folks may know, that was a busy month for me. I had the, the birth of our second child and started my job at Nasio. But that whirlwind has been awesome. I would say the best memory I've had so far was probably our leadership summit in Providence. In addition to just Providence, a great place to visit. We had a lot of fun. It was just so cool seeing a meeting and a conference with so much just engagement among your peers and folks really talking about the problems and, and the successes in the States when it comes to these IT issues. That was probably my favorite memory so far. Awesome. How about uh, yours? Yeah. Well, you know, after eight years, I definitely have a lot of great memories. You know, anytime I get to put on a costume, I always love that. But <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with our annual conference 2021 because it was our first event to have in person since the pandemic had started. And it was just so wonderful to be back in person, um, to see everyone in real life, both the NASIO membership and uh, the staff. And, you know, you don't realize what you have until you can't have it anymore. So um, yeah, I'll I'll never take for granted those meetings again. Very cool. All right. Well, that is our show for today. I hope this was useful and that you learned at least one new thing you didn't already know. I know I did. Yeah. So we'll be back in two weeks with Emily Lane and a preview of our 2022 annual conference in Louisville. I can't believe it's almost time for that. That's right. But there's still time to register if you're a NASIO member. I know you don't want to miss out on all that the Bluegrass State has to offer. You mean Bernie, right? We have other things too. Just come and find out. Talk to you next time.